welcome to episode 16 of WTF Anime, the show where we're going to be discussing the finer points of maiddom, and also maybe dragons? That's a thing apparently. I'm Joe, and joining me as ever is Travis. So much dragon. (laughs) Hey, dragon bullshit. (laughs) Not so far that I noticed, but maybe later? Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, So, uh, today... Uh, as per our previous guest Aaron's request, we watched Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, uh, or something in Japanese. Or, or something in Japanese, but I'm going to go with the English, because that's what I speak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we could do French. That seems in keeping with the theme. Sure, I mean, it, once again, maids, it's all, it's all coming around full circle, but, uh, no, um, you know... A little preface to even watching this episode. I uh, I text Joe, and I'm like, so, how bad am I gonna hate this? <laughs> he gave me no answers, folks. He was brutal and told me nothing. Uh, well, I thought it'd be fine. I enjoy this show. So maybe, maybe, like, this is the one time where Travis enjoys something that isn't just murder, murder, death, death, and enjoys something cutesy and dumb. And guess what? I do! Ah! Yeah! We finally did it. We turned him into a good, good anime boy. <laughs> this uh, this is the final episode of the show. Um, after this, I will be writing my suicide note and then shuffling off. <laughs> what kind of ironic death do you want? Uh, yeah, I don't even know. I, I was going to go with something classic, but uh, we'll, we'll work on it. We'll, we'll spitball after we get done recording. <laughs> Okay, that probably won't make it into the main show, but you know, little, just, uh, little dark. Next, next episode, next episode, we'll cut together a clip of uh, Travis's best moments uh, in memoriam. <laughs> so, in other news, if you like being tortured by watching anime, uh, I hear that there's a co-host chair opening up. <laughs> Could be. Anyways, we should probably stop dicking about and get to the episode. Mm-hmm. So, even though fifty percent of our show is dicking around, that's true. There's going to be other opportunities. Don't you worry. <laughs> so we open up with an eyeball, a big old dragony eyeball, during a beautiful uh, morning scene in the mountains of a town in Japan. I guess. Now, actually, as soon as I saw that that eye pop open, I immediately had the question of how old is this anime? Do you know offhand? I do. As of right now, this show is still airing. I believe it's in its 11th episode. So this is quite literally the newest thing we could have possibly watched. Oh, okay. Um, what's funny, though, is that the animations... Or not the animation. Excuse me. That's a bad habit, talking about art style versus animation. The art looks a little old, but not in a bad way. Like, I like the way it looked. I, I don't know. I mean... I do not watch a lot of this. Uh, this is not my jam normally, but I enjoyed this. I would watch more of this, if nothing else, for the art style, which, like I said, I, I really do kind of enjoy. Yeah, so so we have our opening scene of uh, a, a huge dragon waking up and flying into a city. Searching around in the city, and then we're going to immediately cut to an alarm going off and a very... Hungover Kobayashi, uh, waking up and lamenting the fact that she drank so much the night before. 
and we get like little clues into uh kind of kobayashi's life um stuff like a lot of beer cans just lying around but also stomach medicine and like painkillers <laughs> uh she is the sid vicious of the computer programming world really? <laughs> i just that's that's what i assume normal office workers are like like they need something to get themselves through any day well as a person that works in an office <laughs> Uh-huh. I will not <laughs> confirm nor deny that. <laughs> I don't need cops asking questions, Joe. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Anyway, so as she's stumbling around trying to pull herself together to get ready for another day uh, at her office, uh, she's heading out the door and Dragon shows up. Yep, we got a big old uh, chubby dragon face. Right in the door. <laughs> Boom, dragon face. And the best part about it, what made me laugh, actually, was like, she's apparently so hungover th- th- that there's literally no reaction. She's just staring at dragon face. Like, yep. Yep. <laughs> is is it then we cut into the opening? Uh, not quite, because she does the quick transformation. Right, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Toru, uh, our, our dragon pal does like some weird magical symbols and then drops because she flow uh she flew over the city of whatever this is she spotted some maids pimping out a maid cafe and she just drops out in one of their uniforms and is like sup yeah she sure did and now i have to ask you the question what the fuck is a maid cafe oh boy so a maid cafe is something in japan where waitresses dress up and act like maids as is expressed several times in the series the idea of maids from their original uh incarnation has kind of been warped into this cutesy sort of amalgamation of you know i serve you master but also i want to look super cute so maid cafes are Basically, their wait staff are dressed as maids, and they refer to you as master unless you kind of come up with some other name that you'd like to be called by. And then they basically just serve uh, coffee and regular Japanese lunchtime things. Oh, okay. So pop on in for a fetish lunch. Got it. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you and I, let's go. let's go have us some fetish lunch. Yeah. I mean, you know, if if they did sexy butler cafes in England, like I wouldn't ever eat anywhere else. You know, I'm just saying. You know what? If we could get one, and spoilers, I've actually watched all of the first season of Black Butler. I did enjoy that series. If I could, <laughs> if I could get me some Sebastian to serve me some lunch, I'm kind of in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> J. Michael Tatum, there's a job offer for you. Just like talk to me as I eat lunch. I will pay you literally nothing, but. I mean... Gratitude? You'll give him gratitude. Oh, and Daisuke Ono's the Japanese voice. Look, Sebastian is the perfect character. He has the best voice actors. <laughs> All right. I, d- I didn't know the other name. Uh, Daisuke Ono? Yeah, he voices Sebastian in Japanese and one of the characters we meet later in this show. Dun-dun-dun! All right, so we should probably uh, stop uh, digressing and get back to the show again. So now we go into the opening. Yeah, and the opening's just a lovely, upbeat tune where we see all the characters that could possibly show up in the show uh, just doing weird things. Pretty much. 
Um, it wasn't the prettiest opening I've ever seen. Uh, there's some there's some filler bits where where they're just doing different versions of the word made animated. Mm-hmm. So it's probably going to be, I'm going to guess, just because how you've broken it down for me, that the show itself, as it goes on, is going to be higher quality than what the opening is, because they didn't sink a ton of cash into it. The opening is fine. It's it's nothing really to write home about. It's just, it shows you a lot of visuals. It shows you a lot of characters, which is kind of funny in the way that they, uh, in they do their episode titles, because they show off all of these characters, and then in each of the each of the titles for each episode that introduce a new character, they're just like, yeah, you've already seen this one already. Like, I think episode two is a new dragon appears. Yeah, we kind of spoiled her. <laughs> nice. All right. So after our, I'm going to, I'm going to neg on the opening actually is the, the thing that I, I liked least about the episode, just because it was kind of, it wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It was just meh. It did what it needed to do. So there we go. That's that's the only negative Travis can pull out of this show. The opening didn't blow his mind. We're turning him, guys. At least I am. <laughs> Actually, thanks, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron is the true architect of this great change in Travis. Ah, uh, he's like he's like Palpatine. I need to I need to go strike <laughs> him down, and my journey will be complete. <laughs> yes, give in to the cutesy moe bullshit. Never! (laughs) That's impossible! (laughs) Oh. So, the opening ends. (laughs) The opening ends. Uh, And then uh, we're left with Kobayashi trying to deal with, like, hey, there was a dragon, and now there's a girl there. And we see, like, all the possible options, like, fly past her head. And she eventually settles on, oh, this is just a dream. Yeah. Just a dream. And this is where we get uh, Toru and Kobayashi first really interacting, well, that you know of. And they're going back and forth, and she's like, yeah, remember, you invited me to come stay. And cue what is several flashbacks of her drunken, drunkenly try, trying to piece together her drunken evening, I should say. There we go. So Kabayashi apparently drunkenly stumbled up the mountains and pulled out some kind of magical sword from Toru, and so Toru is like, well, now I owe you a life debt, so what do you want? And uh, Kabayashi now drunken state, just like, you know, come come stay with me. Like, if you're going to stay with me, a maid would be the best thing. <laughs> this sounds like a real drunk answer. Like, this, somebody did some research on this, like... <laughs> Random thing you can think I made? I I don't know. Made. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we are uniquely qualified to talk about what we talk about uh, on drunk nights. That's true, guys. Um sometime we should just record random Skype conversation. It can be WTF after dark. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you asking me what impression I want to hear next at a party? It's good times, yep. guys. That's good shit. <laughs> Me calling you at what is like five in the morning, yelling at you for the the measurement of a stone because it offended me at the time. <laughs> uh, all true. These things all happen. They have. <laughs> We're degenerates. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we get this sorted uh, where Kobayashi eventually takes her inside and goes, you know what? No. Uh, 
Holy crap, you guys. I hired a dragon, sort of, when I was drunk, and I can't do that. I'm sorry, Toru, but you can't stay. And heartbroken dragon maid starts walking towards the door, tear in her eye. Aww. And we all feel very sad until Kobayashi notices the time, and it's ten minutes until she starts work. So basically, she's literally the worst, because then she's okay, because Toru is immediately useful, so, hey, you know what? Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Am I wrong? (laughs) I'm not wrong! Oh, boy. Um, Kobayashi isn't the worst. You're wrong on that, but you're right on everything else. Like, she's just, oh, I actually need you now. Uh, cool. Can I fly on you? (laughs) If I had a nickel for every time I ask one of my friends that, yeah, <laughs> I'd have zero nickels. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> uh, so, cut to um, a scene right out of the never-ending story, except we don't uh, scare some kids into a dumpster as she flies to work. Yep. So this giant-ass dragon just flies over the uh, skies of this Japanese city and... It happened several times and no one, like, seems to notice. Yeah, I, I really did have some questions. Like, why why is no one self-aware of the giant, uh, or self-aware? Why is no one aware of, you know, the giant uh, shadow of a dragon passing over the city? Does no one look up? Evidently not. <laughs> a- apparently not. Not at all. Because she gets to work and that's just, uh, that's all we hear about that. She just gets to work. Uh, on on the way, she does kind of say, like, eh, maybe I will hire her. <laughs> Which endlessly pleases Toru. Yeah. Yeah. So cute. So kawaii. Because it's all about pleasing the master. <laughs> what? Okay. I mean, there was a creepier way you could have put it, but you got pretty close. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, no, I understand the fetishism that's going on here. I'm not saying it's mine, but... Oh, I know this is a thing. <laughs> because there is no anime without fetish. That is what you've taught me. You and the people mm. that pick for me. Mm. There was like, I don't know if that's strictly true. There, there were like two that haven't had it. And <laughs> it was One Punch Man and Death Parade, <laughs> episodes one and two. After that, it was just a slow slide. What about my fetish for bartenders with white hair? That's just you, though. That's not like a trope fetish that like a, a lot of people relate to. It's like you and like three other guys in one corner of the internet. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not expressly wrong. Probably not. There's probably a girl there, too. No one really likes her, though. It's fine. So, so anyway, this, this anime... <laughs> <laughs> that was the end of another segment of That's My Fetish. Oh, that's every episode. Come on now. <laughs> So, anyways, <laughs> we have a nice uh, we have a nice day night cycle where we end up back at uh, Kobayashi's house, and she's talking to Toru about what she thinks a maid is. And I think this is where I actually enjoy uh, the, the the part that I enjoy most, which is it seems like what they're setting up is a big fish out of water kind of story. Because yes. she's a dragon that's trying to live in the human world with no concept of anything human. Because, well, she's a dragon. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, I know it's a trope that's been done to death, but I still like it because it's a trope and it's comforting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely is just like a thing that a lot of 
stuff pulls from. Uh, I think what I think separates this show from a lot of those other ones is it feels, uh, and you can tell me that I'm wrong from this first episode, I I have watched all of the episodes up to now, I think it feels a lot more kind of personal because we have like just these two characters in this first episode than a lot of like the big fish out of water stories than we have in other media. Um, yeah, you know what? I would agree. It's um, the smaller cast, and I tend to notice this, uh, the animes that you show me, the smaller the cast, the more I seem to enjoy it, where it's it's just a few people and, and you're telling a story about the interactions between them or whatever they're doing. Now, that said, don't hate me. I still enjoyed the episode of Yuri on Ice that I've seen. Because <laughs> that was large cast that you threw me right into the middle of the ocean with. But it worked yeah. out all right. So, what we come to learn is that uh, Toru knows exactly fuck all about being a maid. It's like she watched a five-minute infomercial, and this is what maid is. She knows one thing, and that that's that maids apparently work at cafes and give out flies, and she even has a sign for the maid cafe. Like, she, <laughs> she swooped in on the way back and, and picked one up real quick, because you need that to be a maid, right? <laughs> and we get, like, kind of clues, like, Kobayashi's calendar is of very classical-looking drawings of maids. Yeah, like Victorian-style, uh, Victorian-era-style maid. Yeah, and then she kind of goes on to say, like, well, here are some jobs that maids do. There's laundry, uh, and then we get... That's the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of uh, what Miss um, Kobayashi's Dragon Maid feels like instructions to an episode are several sketches yes. which I also like about the show, like just the kind of format of we get like little jokes and then there's like a cut and then that. This one feels like just kind of a long sketch of just like, here's how dragons do things. So we have laundry, which of course could be a, um, Toru, sorry, dragon saliva gets rid of germs and stains. So she's just like chewing on one of her shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And there's a, this sets up a joke later where she she's washing everything normal except for like her undergarment, so it's like a weird pervy thing, which was kind of yeah. funny. <laughs> uh, what is? Oh, there's a there's cleaning in which Toru just blows up the entire room, like leaving it all sparkling, like everything's been destroyed, and then she summons it back. Everything's yeah. back to normal. Yeah, <laughs> and then there's um you know entertaining guests like a parlor maid and. She calls, like, her, the Japanese uh, version of, of uh, the delivery man uh, the in, inferior human that they don't need. <laughs> yeah. Inferior humans, weak humans, etc. Except for Miss Kobayashi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we have cooking, which is just, like, one of the most gross scenes in this show, which is just, like, here's a giant chunk of my tail that I roasted. Eat up. Yeah. <laughs> And after being informed, nope, can't do that. That is not okay. We get a scene of like a shadowy version of her dragon self greedily like eating her own tail. And she's like, I even went and removed all the poison from it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the tail just grows back. <laughs> I love the kind of, I wouldn't even eat that from an ethical point of view. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, you must be a picky eater. You won't eat my tail. <laughs> no, I'm vegan. <laughs> that doesn't really happen, folks. I 
No, Kobayashi is not the worst human. Um... <laughs> I used to be a vegan. I gave that up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but enough about veganism, because don't worry, find one. They'll tell you about it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Same with CrossFits and some atheists. Yes. <laughs> uh, so that's basically the the introduction to to what is going to be some running jokes about fish out of water because it's going to come up again in well the next few scenes actually um mm-hmm. because after we do that setup she goes back to work the next day and she instructs um uh toru to just hold the fort you know what this is a scarier world today there's been a lot of bad stuff going on. Why don't you just stay home, guard this place, I'm going to go to work, I'll see you when you get back. If the phone rings, answers it, and then we get another little shtick where this is what a phone is and how it works. And I think, like, immediately after Kobayashi leaves, she's like, well, I'm going to ask uh, Fafnir about what to do if humans arrive. And we have the sultry tones of Daisuke Ono saying, kill every human. If you suspect that they might want to steal your trailer, kill them. Even if you don't suspect them. Kill them. <laughs> and then apparently that's helpful advice to her. Okay, now here, here's a, a quick question I have. I'm assuming that Fafnir is another dragon. Uh-huh. So, I also assume that dragons kind of have their own culture pretty separate from humans. That's, that's the way it feels. So, being that she just learned what a phone is, how the fuck did she know Fafnir's number? How does Fafnir know what a phone is? <laughs> So I feel like because when she goes to the phone, she has like the magic magic sigil pop up. I think it's more of just like using that as a conduit to talk to him, okay. rather than him actually using the phone because he isn't in the human world yet. Spoilers. Oh, okay. But yeah, that that's very much. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finding a logistical problem with what I'm being presented. I've accepted dragons. But not that they use phones. This has been established in the world. Fair, fair. So hey, some some robbers come by because they know that Kobayashi's out because she's a office worker. Yes, so working that nine to five in programming. I guess it looked like programming. They talk about code hmm. and testing programs. So yeah, I'm gonna guess that's exactly what it is. And they managed to uh, pick the lock on her door and open it up, and the Dragon face scene, it's basically the reverse of the the original one that we get in the opening when Kobayashi opens the door and dragon face right there and she's staring at it all hungover. Because the thieves do the same thing. They open it up, only this time on the inst- side instead of the out, we've got big dragon face right up in your grill. And it, it almost plays by play by the same scene because they just like don't react for a few seconds yeah. and then... Shit, that's that's like a dragon. That's not like a dragon, Fuck. man. <laughs> Dragons is the best guard dogs. Yeah, yeah. I, I do love the scene it transitions back to because it's nighttime and Kobayashi's walking home and then there's like two guys pleading with police saying, there was a monster. Yeah. <laughs> you have to save us. <laughs> it was kind of funny. It was kind of funny. And then she gets home and she says, yeah, it was a boring day. I didn't get to kill anyone. <laughs> I say that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's see. What happens after that? I'm, I'm losing my place a little bit here. We just kind of 
cut off from there and go into the next day, right? Uh, with a little bit more of an instruction on how to be norm- more normal. Because that that's Kobayashi's big thing is you need to be a maid. You need to do maid things, and you have no understanding what those are. So yeah, yeah. the instruction this time is go on the internet and learn about maid things. <laughs> to which we immediately go, yes. what, is, uh, what is the internet? Because reoccurring <laughs> joke. Yes. Uh, she doesn't strictly talk about, like, look up maid stuff. She's just like, okay, I'm going to pick one aspect. One tiny little aspect. Just learn how to clean things. Yeah. And then everything's fine. Uh, so Kobayashi goes off to work again. Uh, we go over to the phone and we phone up Fafnir again. And he tells him, her to kill things. And then she hangs up. She's just like, that's not that useful this time. So then she calls up uh, Quetzalcoatl. Yeah. Get a little South American dragon advice from a former Aztec yeah. god. Which is something is is really funny about this. They kind of splice like Norse mythology with um with Fafnir and the world tree uh, Yggdrasil and uh and then just throw in like South American gods. Uh later on they throw in some Asian dragons. So I guess it's just kind of dragon culture is an amalgamation of all the world's cultures. <laughs> Dragon myths of what dragons are. Yeah, yeah. I really want King George to be the main bad guy of this show. <laughs> or Saint George. King George? Was he a king? No, he wasn't a king. He was a saint. I yeah. should know British law. Nope. <laughs> sure don't. No, that that would definitely be a saint and not a king. Some guy killed a dragon once, so we have to wear British flags and drink. Like that's all that Saint George's Day does. Oh man. That sounds like an excellent holiday. <laughs> I mean, it's apart from the wearing English flags, like drinking is just every holiday here in England. That's pretty much the US, too. I mean, yeah. We celebrate St. Patrick's Day. You know, the patron saint of Ireland? Yeah, so of course, all you do is eat potatoes and drink. Kind of, sort of. There's some corned beef going on, too. Fair, fair. Whatever. And then you have to, you of course have to wear green, which isn't the original color of St. Patrick. Yeah. Whatever. Fuck off. I'm getting drunk in green. Often drinking the <laughs> shittiest green beer that can be bought. That's so bad. Yeah, see, we, we don't go in for the dyes. Yeah. We just drink stout a lot. Uh, see, I just drink whiskey. <laughs> That's a good call. Actually, speaking of which, uh, we don't really do a what we're drinking segment, but just because we knew that we, I knew that we were going to be recording this, I'm actually drinking dragon milk stout. <laughs> oh, Nice. I didn't even know that they uh, distributed that over there. From Nor- uh, uh, New Holland? Sure. New Holland yes. Brewing? Yes. Ah, that's, that's good stuff, man. Well chosen. It's really, really good. It yeah. is. Well, you know. Anyways. So she calls up... <laughs> Back to the anime. Uh, she calls up Quetzalcoatl, and uh, Quetzalcoatl rattles off this, like, apparently culturally relevant story about... Um... Actually, she goes into Norse mythology with the Ixedril. Yeah. And she talks about a dragon that was biting at the roots of the world tree and leaving its poison inside of it. And that's supposed to tell uh, Toru about, you know, this is this is how you clean things? Yeah, th- that's why Kobayashi doesn't want you licking her clothes. It's because she's worried that you're leaving the venom in, in her clothes. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Is it weird how I just find it hilarious that it's like we have we have like cultural stories of just like here are reasons why you shouldn't do things 
and it's just so funny to have it like come up in a fantasy setting. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, we're getting like a fantasy creatures version of of, of fairy tales that they they tell yeah. each other as to why you should not do a thing. Hmm. So yeah, I I hadn't thought about it till just now, but yeah, I guess that kind of is like their version of a fairy tale amongst the dragons. Yeah, I I just like the sprinkling of mythology into something without pomp and circumstance, just for a very basic human thing. Yeah, it, you know, it's kind of cool because I did not expect any kind of actual mythology of any sort to be in this show, just based on the couple of images I had seen when going to look it up. I'm like, oh man, I'm about to get myself into some harem bullshit. This is not going to be good. <laughs> Although I will say every once in a while we get we get some fan service uh boobs don't actually work this way titty jiggle. That is a thing that exists in this. There's a scene we can very specifically talk about that. Alright, yeah, we can we can work on that. So uh Kabayashi oh sorry, Toru actually does laundry properly, but uh looks like it's gonna rain. Uh laundry's not gonna dry like that. So she just like opens her like Oh no, she actually turns back into a dragon like, shoot fire into the sky just to scare away clouds. Right, she literally <laughs> makes it a sunny day in the city by just blasting the, the rain clouds out of existence. As soon as that happened, I, I had to laugh at, my, uh, uh, at the fact that the dragons are just like, here's a problem, I'm going to do the most extreme thing to solve it. The, mm-hmm. It just seems to be the, the way they work. And uh, we we get kind of two scenes in the aftermath of that. We have like a little tiny adorable dragon just being like, hey, I know that breath. And then, of course, cutting back to Kobayashi and being like, oh, God, I'm going to have to teach her way more things. (laughs) (laughs) So many things. I have a feeling that there are many episodes dedicated to the this is this thing. This is how it should work. And then her taking the extreme version of that and fucking things up. Maybe a little. Maybe a lot. Maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're back home, and they're talking about separation of laundry, and, you know, here's how I do these things and these things. Oh, and of course, like, I jam your underwear into my mouth and start chewing, because they're delicate fabrics. Yes! <laughs> and fetish. <laughs> yes. Um, we kind of glossed over it, but there is a scene earlier where... um. Toru is asking Kobayashi about things she likes, or th- sorry, things she doesn't like because things she likes might get her killed, uh, and we kind of get like this weird... I'm going to say insight into into Toru a little bit, or dragon culture? Yeah, yeah, so it's like, Kobayashi apparently saved her life by pulling the sword out, and so Toru is in her debt, which I guess just translates to her immediately loving her? Yes, like... She even says, you know, I love you, and e- even mentions sexually at some point? Like, she's sexually yeah, attracted yeah. to her? Yeah. So, that's a thing. Kabayashi's like, even though I'm a girl? Especially because you're a girl. I don't know. I'm making things up. Oh no, this might be a Yuri show. Oh no! And not Yuri, the character from Yuri and Ice. Yuri is in lesbians oh okay i i didn't know that i'm learning new things right now as i drink whiskey well, hey there you go never do one thing when you can do th- two things <laughs> <laughs> okay as long as drinking whiskey is one of them you've got opportunity for more things as long as you have a spare hand or someone to drip feed it to you there you go 
Maybe one of those camel style backpacks. <laughs> We're gonna get oh, this boy. working. <laughs> yeah. So let's keep going, man. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's, let's push forward. Let's do it. Hey, speaking of drinking. Yeah. Kobayashi gets invited out by one of her work colleagues to go drinking. Yes, Takia. Yes. Uh, and for some reason, uh, Toru is there and like glaring at him and being super jealous. So, hey, why not come drink with us? You're of age. Yeah. Um, and this scene that we're leading up to, easily the weirdest scene that, that I can even... Uh, yeah, I would never have guessed this was going to be a thing that was going to happen. But hey, let's uh, let's go into this. Let's talk about it. So they're all sitting at the bar or in a booth at like a cafe or a bar, whatever. And Kobayashi and Takia are both drinking alcohol, and it looks like tea or something vaguely green is, is what uh, we've got Toru drinking. They don't say it explicitly, but. In other anime, it looks like what melon soda looks like, so I think that's what that is. Okay. I didn't even know melon soda was a, a thing. Dude, it's so fucking good. Is it? All I know is uh, red bean ice cream. It's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Melon soda and vodka is a, a solid drink if you uh, have the, high, have the uh, foresight to go to a convention and pick up some melon soda. Okay, I, I will work on that. Yeah, go to an anime convention. That's your next step. No, it isn't. <laughs> there are many steps, but not that one. Anyways. Twelve steps. <laughs> so, Toru's kind of sitting there silently sulking uh, because Takia and uh, Kobayashi are basically just hashing out work. It's all programming. Mm-hmm. And then... He stops for a second. He goes, "Oh, I'm sorry. Is this this isn't a conversation you really can uh, can add in on, huh?" To which we 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 drop back to the inferior human lines again. <laughs> yeah, this is so below me. I don't even feel like yeah. joining. I'm in. so I'm so far above this. I, I I don't even want to add to the conversation. Inferior human. <laughs> oh, it's funny. So, so then we talk about maids, right? We do. Um, Kobayashi <laughs> and Takia have like a really intense, uh, like argument about maids, like which one's the best, I think, or the blending of styles of maids. Yeah. So they kind of talk about what Toru is wearing to pass as a maid, and it's like that's just cosplay shit. What we want is Victorian proper maids, like braid your hair, put it in a cap. I appreciate the gothic Lolita mixed with French maid, but it's so out of the realms of what a maid truly is. And what this show does really, really well is kind of integrate bits of otaku culture into the overall plot. Like, both of these characters are otaku, which is basically super fans of one of, like, specific things. And this is, like, this is Kobayashi's thing. She loves maids. Yeah, the concept and all the things surrounding it. So we kind of see like why she might have drunkenly said, "Yeah, you should be a maid for me." Yeah, that would be rad. <laughs> so apparently, the side only comes out of her when she's drunk. <laughs> yes. So um, the thing is, and here's where it gets weird: is Kobayashi and Takia both turn to her and say, "Well, you should have something to add about this conversation." 
And then, weirdly enough, um, Kobayashi strips Toru. <laughs> yep. Toru's just standing there like, um, I'm naked now. Okay. And, and she gets yelled at, like violently yelled at, that she should be, she should cover up and be more embarrassed. It was like a really weird, like, humiliation scene. <laughs> like somebody is into just being shamed kind of deal. That's what it felt like. But, you know, dragon culture, they don't care about being nude. And Kobayashi just wants her to be a normal human maid. I think we, we missed talking about one of the scenes where they're, um, yeah, because they're talking about you should change out of your maid uniform because, you know, it's dirty at some point And it's like said that, well, these are my scales, so yeah. it's fine. So you've got to think that the underside, like with these things removed, which if they're scales, I don't know how they're removed. Maybe I'm just thinking into this too much. It's just her scales. And we've seen her like fly around just in green scales. Right. So it's like really not an issue. But of course, maids are supposed to be demure and embarrassed when they are naked. So Kobayashi's just like, dude, be embarrassed naked, for be me now. Yeah. Cover yourself up. No, more like a human. <laughs> Do it. Do it better. <laughs> like, whoa. You have a uh, idea of what, what you need your maid to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so after that, Kobayashi passes out because alcohol. Right. And what's weird is she stripped a girl and apparently nothing came of it. No, no one was like, hey, maybe that's not cool to do at this bar. Takia is st- still pretty level-headed walking home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it's, like, it's like dragons calling dragons, man. I've got questions and there's no answers. So yeah, we, we have a little scene between Takia and Toru, because this whole time Toru's been like, she's, he's trying to seduce Kobayashi. So she just straight up says, like, I really don't like you. Right. But Takia just plays it off and says, well, I see how much you really like uh, Kobayashi. And then Toru just like, well, I'm going to show you something you won't forget. And then she turns back into dragon form. Yep. <laughs> With Kobayashi right on her back, all passed out like. And Takia just kind of looks at her and goes, well, I've had too much to drink. And she's like, no, you haven't. <laughs> he says something, we'll just say that I drank too much. Oh, that's, that, that's right. That's the line. We'll just say I drank too much. Yeah. Doesn't she say something like, no, we won't. And I still hate you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then she flies away. As dragons are wont to do. Uh, so we get her back to the apartment and trying to remember here if now we're getting ready for bed, right? Apparently dragons don't need to sleep, but hey, if uh, Kobayashi's going to go to sleep, then Toru will too. So they because kind of she wants to sleep with uh, Kobayashi. She wants to sleep in the same bed with her. Yep, that is that is a thing that is established about Toru. She really wants that Kobayashi puss. It's true. <laughs> getting getting some sweet sweet pee, yo. <laughs> <laughs> so she so they both kind of lie down in bed and go to sleep, and then we get uh, get like a really weird dream sequence. We do it. It breaks. <laughs> it breaks from the 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 rest of the feel of the episode entirely. Yeah, apparently Zeus at one point smote her. I mean, it wasn't Zeus. There was like there was like bishops and priests, and then someone threw a sword at her. Yeah, and then Toru was in pain, and she wakes up in like a cold sweat. And Kibiyoshi wakes up and is just like, "Hey, you okay?" 
And she's like, you know, I, I had a dream I was run through by a sword. And she goes, did it hurt? Yeah, it hurt. Does it hurt now? And she goes, no. That's fine then. <laughs> Good night. And goes to sleep again. <laughs> you were the worst. I'm telling you about my nightmare. And you're like, it's not happening now, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. The dragon is in love with a dickhead. <laughs> hey, Kobayashi is sweet, pure, and happens to have a maid fetish. She's a degenerate sociopathic alcoholic. <laughs> you can be all of those things. I might be all of those things. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's 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 the sound clip for the episode. <laughs> What's that? That you're both pure, have a maid fetish, and you're a sociopath who has a drinking problem. Some of those are probably true. At least yeah, one. Well. <laughs> <laughs> In the immortal words of Tom Waits, I don't have a drinking problem. At least when I can't get a drink. It's true. It's true. It's super true. So we have the, because the credits start rolling during this scene, we don't have our ending, uh, but we have the next time on Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, and we see them shopping, and we have Kana, who, again, they just mentioned that, yeah, we spoiled that there's another dragon. And there are several other dragons in the opening. Oh yeah, I was about to say, I kind of got that, that there were several other dragons just from the opening sequence. And you know what? I have to say, something that struck me unusual is... Dragons uh, that they show in the opening sequence, several of them are female and don't have what I would call an anime body, as in they look like women might in the real world. They've got more curve to them. They're, they're a little thicker sometimes. And I was like, good on you, anime. Not, not, every, uh, not every girl you're drawing is going to look like, you know, cookie cutter, real thin, uh, with big curvy hips and giant fake boobs. <laughs> I'm probably completely wrong because it's it's a distant shot and they're probably all drawn that way but that was what I saw okay am I wrong? tell me I'm not wrong um, you might be a little wrong Oh, <laughs> you were so close you were so close Kobayashi's uh, dragon maid and you let me down <laughs> so that's it was, that, was there any other notes on the episode that maybe we didn't cover, I, I feel like we missed like a, a few little bits, but hey, we talked about most of it. And... Uh, towards the end, there's, the, there's a character that you can tell is definitely going to figure into the story somehow, like the little purple-haired girl. Yeah, that's Kana. That's Kana? Okay, yeah. Uh, they sort of introduce her, but don't. Uh, there's nothing really else to say. Uh, once again, I really liked the art because it didn't feel... Super polished, but it didn't... It felt like a polished version of dated art. Does that make sense? That can make sense. Okay. You get what I'm saying. Everybody else, yeah, yeah. watch this, and you'll understand what I'm saying, too. And a note from... Apart from the art is the animation. If I say, like, it's really good, people could just laugh it off and say, like, oh, that's well, it's 2017. Of course the animation's good. But just, like, so many clean movements, and there are some... Great parts in the opening, which we didn't really talk too much about, but there's the uh, the the bit of animation that really sticks in my head is um, when we have kind of 
Kobayashi's back to Toru and she turns around those flower petals like we've seen this a thousand times before but the animation is just so clean and beautiful like I fucking love it (laughs) (laughs) yeah honestly I came into this thinking that well I was dreading this honestly I I thought I was in for a bad time and it was just stupid fun this is a turn your brain off and watch it's just the you know sappy happy version of a zombie movie <laughs> so Travis enjoyed an anime. I've enjoyed several since we've started. Thank you. <laughs> Death Parade was awesome. I will recommend that as long as I have breath in my body. I liked Death Parade. Okay, I'll rephrase. Travis enjoyed an anime that I thought he was gonna hate. I surprised Joe. Haha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um I would wa- I would watch more of this. I may grow to hate it, depending on how fanservice-y it gets, but the first episode kept it in bounds. Yeah, I, yeah. I actually think that that's, that's something this episode does really well. Is like, clearly it's fanservice. Like, the entire show is fanservice. But it keeps the gratuitous stuff to a level. Like, they talk about dragon tits, and it's not, like, in your face about it. Yeah. It actually, like, flows within the scene. Which is good. It, it doesn't feel forced. It's just a... It's just a part of what is happening rather than and now we're going to make sure this is the angle we get for fan service reason yeah yeah i uh you're right it didn't feel forced and i think that might even be part of what i hate so bad about a lot of the fan service stuff is that it it feels like they're trying too hard to do that thing Mm -hmm. so yeah there's that but uh, yeah, for me, that concludes uh, episode one of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. The the only note I have on it is much like Travis. I guess like not much like Travis. Um, I thought like this was going to be a fun show that I watched like the first episode of and was just like, yeah, I've kind of have enough, but I'm currently up to date on the series. <laughs> okay. Uh, so like this has been something I've been watching. Y- you and... know what? I don't even get to say fuck you to Aaron. Uh, I mean, this was this was a good time. Thanks for the recommendation. Yeah, there we go. Yeah! I think this is the first guest we ever had on that I haven't said fuck you to. Good job, you get a gold sticker, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't know with our past record whether, like, Aaron's gonna be disappointed with this. Like, he might just be expecting you to say fuck you. Okay, well, you know what? Um, he follows me on Twitter. If that's the case, let me know. I will personally Skype you and tell you fuck you. <laughs> there we go. That is customer service. That goes for any of our listeners. That's right. Just add Travis on Twitter and Skype and then he'll tell you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> that's right. Bring my love and or hate to the people. I'm trying to think of a good segue, but since we finished about talking uh, about Dragon Maid, do you want to hit us with the next time on? I can. Next time on WTF Anime. So, we don't have a guest next week, which means it's back to my picking anime, and Travis is gonna love it. But that was my song. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my song, Joe? Well, come up with a song. No. If you ever see me singing, get me to a hospital. I am clearly <laughs> experiencing alcohol poisoning of the severest caliber. I'm in trouble, I need help. (laughs) So speaking of which... Yes. uh, I don't know if there's a good segue from that. 
Uh, we are going to be watching episode one of Shinichiro Watanabe's Zankyo no Terra, or Terror in Resonance. Um, just the name alone, sound, it's got me intrigued. I like scary things. If we're going to try a scary thing, that's up my alley. What do you think it's about? Terror in Resonance? I have no clue. Um, but you think it's a horror, yeah? Well, it does have terror as the very first word, so I could be way off base, but I'm playing Law of Averages here. Okay, cool. Well, I guess we'll find out next week. We will indeed, Joe. So, mm-hmm. uh, with that done, it's business time. Joe, give us a business. Yeah, let's talk about some business. So, if you would like to follow the show on the Twitters, see when we're releasing episodes, or recording episodes, uh, you can hit us up at WTF Anime Show. And if you would like to email us some recommendations or maybe apply to be a guest on the show, really you don't need much to be a guest. Like, we'll bring literally everyone, anyone on because sometimes I get bored talking to Travis because he's kind of a boring human being. Except he surprised me this time. Eat a bag of ranch-flavored dicks, Joe. <laughs> I will. You could email us on WTFAnimeShow at gmail.com. And if you would like to talk to me as a human being... Uh, I am at the Joe Hadfield. Uh, a few other notes of business to do with the podcast. We are, of course, on iTunes and on Stitcher. So if you use any of those services and like the show enough to give us five minutes of your time to drop us a rating and review, that would be amazeballs. And it I would think would. of some other term because amazeballs felt wrong. It did. Yeah. Fantabulous. I, I don't know. I, I'm reaching here. I got nothing. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. There we go. You, you nailed it. You got it. Yatta, as you like to tell me all the time. Yatta! And hey, if you've maybe left us a rating review, there are some other ways that you can help us get more listeners or just things that will make me happy when I look at the analytics. <laughs> yes. You could just say to a friend, hey, listen to this dumb podcast made by dumb people. They talk about dumb anime, and it's better than the way that they sell it themselves. Maybe. Also dumb. <laughs> you said dumb a lot. Dumb. <laughs> Very dumb. So hey, speaking dumb. of dumb, Travis, where can they follow you on Twitter? <laughs> Zing. Oh, I'm gonna need some aloe for that burn. <laughs> Quick, someone pass me a burn ball. Oh, oh, campaign pod reference. Yes. <laughs> Nobody else cares about that. Or they might. I don't know. But you can find me at Dice Lobber. There we go. That's yeah. business. That's business. Woo! Any final words, Travis, before we close the show out? No. <laughs> good improv, Travis. So good. Anyway, bye. 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 Yeah.